Well, today I want to take you into a passage in Colossians chapter 3, which I believe to be one of the great passages that talks about thankfulness, that helps us to understand what we must do in order to live a life of thankfulness, so we can understand what it means to, to truly be grateful for all that God has done for us. Because listen, let's be honest, we need to be reminded of what that looks like. We live in a challenging day, in a challenging world. We live in a divided world. We live in an angry world. We live in a world that is seemingly falling apart at the seams, but yet God is still on His throne. And God has given us everything that we need to truly be thankful. And so, I want us to read Colossians chapter 3, and I want to read this uh, chapter beginning with verse 1. Let's read these words together. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of His glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was uh, still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and He lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Now listen, this passage is a great reminder. It's a great statement to all of us because every single one of us in this room, we find ourselves challenged in the areas that we just read about. Because here's what we are, we're human. We're all human. We're born with a sinful nature. We're born with a nature that naturally pulls us away from God's perfect plan, from God's perfection and God's holiness and God's goodness. And when we allow that to happen, we can never truly experience thankfulness if we are walking in the world. And so that's why this passage is so very important, because in order for us to be thankful, it requires a refocusing. It requires us taking the time to refocus on the things that matter to refocus on the things of God rather than the things of this earth. In fact, you go back to this passage and, and read in verse 1, listen to these words again. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of this earth. In other words, focus on the things that really, really matter. Focus on the things that, that not the world says are important. Don't spend your time worrying about, like, you know, whether you're going to fit in. Don't spend your time worrying about whether you're good enough. Don't spend your time worrying about trying to be in the right group or try to be accepted or, or try to look a certain way or act a certain way. Here's what you've got to do. 
If you want to be thankful, if you want to live a life of thankfulness, it requires refocusing on what really matters. And what really matters is this. Since we have been set free because of Christ, you have everything to be thankful for. Because Christ has given us all, and we've been made new, we've been made alive according to God's Word. That we who were once dead because of our sins, that we now have been made alive because of Christ. And so it requires us to refocus on the things that are above, not the things of this earth. And man, that's such a challenge. It's such a challenge because every single one of us are bombarded every day with the things of this earth. If you turn on the news, if you turn on the television, if you go on the internet, if you open up a magazine, if you walk into the workplace or walk into the classroom, we're constantly being bombarded by all of the evil of this world, all the bad things of this world, all of the wrong things of this world, and it's easy to get off track. And so, if we're going to live a life of thankfulness, as this passage tells us, man, focus on the things above. Set your sights higher. In other words, don't spend your time looking into the weeds of the world rather than focus on the, uh, the goodness of God. We've sung about that this morning. Focus on how great He is and how awesome He is and what He's done. As Shine shared with us a few moments ago, that passage from John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Think about that for a moment. And then in a world that is full of evil, in a world that is full of despair, in a world that is full of discouragement, in a world that is full of death, that God loved us so much and He loved us enough that He gave us the opportunity, according to John chapter 11, that even though we may die, yet shall we live because of what Christ has done. That's something to be thankful for. And so being thankful requires refocusing, but also being thankful requires a recommitment. So not only like focusing on the things above, as verse 1 tells us, but we've got to recommit. We've got to dial in to the things that really matter. We've got to commit our lives, commit our steps, commit our, our thoughts, commit our works according to what it says in verse 5. Listen to what it says in verse 5 again. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality or impurity or lust and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. It goes on to tell us uh, in this passage, man, we've got to put aside anger. And we've got to put aside all of these things, rage, all the things that, that we are bombarded with every day. And so like you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, and what is it? It is an angry place. Long, long ago, the days of Twitter and Facebook being, you know, showing what, what dish you made tonight for dinner and, and, you know, taking pictures of your, you know, the, lo the, the latest pie recipe that you have. I mean, we've moved away from that and now it's everybody angry about everything and they're attacking everybody about everything. And here's what this passage says, put to death the earthly things that are lurking within you. In other words, we have to separate ourselves from that which is going to destroy us. We have to literally push it away, walk away from it, if we're going to experience the right things, if we're going to experience what it means to be thankful because of what God has done for us. And so it takes a recommitment. You know, it's kind of like the idea of like when you want to lose weight. We've walked through this year of pandemic, right? How many of you remember, you know, not long ago, they, they coined a new phrase called the quarantine 15. Do you remember, remember that? Anybody remember that? 
Better question, anybody experienced that, right? I mean, you know, we went through this time where we were kind of locked away, we're at home all the time, so what do we do? We're at home, here's what we do, we eat, right? We're gonna watch TV, we're gonna sit down, and we, you know, we make new recipes, we, we eat, and we eat, and we eat. Let's be honest, we're not eating things that are good for us. You know, if I were to today bring two tables out here and put one table over on the left side over here, one table on the right side, and on the table on the left, I filled it with like things like uh, asparagus and broccoli and green peas and um, cauliflower and squash and all that kind of stuff. And I just stacked it up really high over here. And then I went over here and put another table. And on this table, man, I put some New York cheesecake and I put some chocolate pie and I put some chocolate cake and I, I put some fried chicken and, and McDonald's French fries and, and Chick-fil-A sandwiches. And I, I just loaded up on this side. And then I said, okay, guys, choose which side you want to go to. How many of you are going over to the vegetable side? Just raise your hand. You guys are, seriously, let's just pray right now for everybody. Raise your hand. We want to pray for you right now. Okay, here's the, how many of you are coming over here to the side? I want to make sure, put your hands up high. I want to make sure I'm in good company. Yeah, this is where I'm hanging. He puts up two arms. I love that, man. Yeah, I mean, we're coming over here. Why? Because we're naturally drawn to that. I mean, I'm just telling you, if it's broccoli or cheesecake, (laughs) I'm eating cheesecake any day of the week. And so we, we naturally are kind of drawn to the things rather than the things that are good for us. We're drawn to the things that maybe are not so good. So the idea, this passage says, put to death the earthly things that are lurking within you. If you want to lose weight, if you want to go on a diet, guess what you have to do? You have to set aside the things that cause you to gain weight. Am I right about that? Because I can guarantee you, if you walked into this room today and I had, again, two tables of food and I had the vegetables on this side, and I had the good stuff on this side. Forgive me for saying that, but yeah, the good stuff on this side. And you walked into this room today and you made the decision when you got up. Today, first day of the week, I am going on a diet and I'm gonna lose weight. And then you came in and maybe you're sitting right down here on the front row. And I gave you the choice of where you want to go eat here today. If you're gonna lose weight, you can't walk in here with deciding, man, I want to lose weight, and then come over here and hang out at the fried chicken table, right? You can't do that. You have to push it away. You have to push it aside. It's the idea that so often, man, I want to lose weight, and then we call Pizza Hut and order the pizza. You can't do that. The same thing is true of walking with God. The same thing is true of recognizing the goodness of God, recognizing how awesome God is. And so when this passage tells in verse 5, so put to death... The earthly, sinful things that are lurking within us. Listen, it takes a recommitment. If we're truly going to live a life that we are thankful for, the amazing message that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, we actually have to come to the place where we push aside, push away, push away the cheesecake, push away the pizza, push away the the, the fried chicken, push away the sin and the earthly things of this world. And we have to live the right way. And so being thankful requires a recommitment to what really matters. Now, how do we do that? Well, you know, in a diet way, it's easy. Like, you just don't eat that, you eat this. But in our spiritual lives, it's a different thing. Here's what we do. We, we must spend time reading God's Word. 
This is, you know, the the thing that is going to make us better. This is the thing that is going to help us line up with God's plan. So we must spend time reading God's word. We must spend time in prayer, talking with God, communication with a holy God. We've got to make sure we're spending time serving God. We've got to make sure we're spending time sharing our faith. We have to begin to put into practice in our lives the things that will actually lead us to the right direction. So... We've got to recognize and understand that if we're going to be thankful, we can't be thankful and wallow in the things of this world. Because when you're wallowing in, when you're focused on, when you're committed to the things of this world, what will naturally happen is you will always be discontent. You will never be satisfied because you're going to want more. It's why we live in a culture today where the world just wants more and more of whatever it is. We want more and more money. We want more and more power. We want more and more fame. We want more and more status. We want more and more uh, pleasure. We want more and more whatever it is. But yet when we focus on the things of God and we want more of God, it's the only place where we can find contentment. And when you find contentment, you know what comes right after it? It's a natural uh, progression. It's a natural result, a consequence of being content is being thankful. So being thankful requires a recommitment. In order to get to that place, being thankful requires reprioritizing our lives. Like making sure we're putting the right things in the right order. We talked about this over the last few weeks. Look what it says in this passage of verse 11. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. In other words, we have to reprioritize on the fact that Christ is the most important thing. He is all that matters in our lives. Christ is it. He's the one that came. He's the one that died. He's the one that paid for our sins when we could not. He was the one who died and rose again so we could experience new life in Christ. He's the one that gave us what we could never have earned on our own, never worked enough on our own, never been good enough on our own. And Christ gave it all. So if that's true, then we must put him in the highest priority of our lives. Christ is all that matters. And this passage says... That it doesn't matter what you look like, and it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what the past looks like. It doesn't matter uh, what you have done. It doesn't matter how you have lived. It doesn't matter uh, anything that has to do with your past. All that matters is Christ paid it all, and Christ is all that matters. And so we must reprioritize our lives. And this season, man, it's a challenge to do that because we're constantly being pulled in so many different directions, constantly being pushed But when this passage tells us Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us, what it also makes us understand in this passage about what it means to be thankful is being thankful requires recognition. Because if Christ is all that matters, then what we must do is we must recognize that truth. Look what it says in this passage, verse 15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Now let's leave this passage, this verse up on the screen for just a moment and let's look at it together again. Let the peace that comes from Christ, in other words, where peace comes from, is Christ. It doesn't come from the world. And I think we've all learned that, right? 2020 is like the best uh, teacher that we've ever had, that peace can only come from Christ and not from the things of this world, right? So let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Again, that goes back to priority and commitment. Now listen, as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. 
Now, those three words, you are called, that's not a suggestion, that's not an idea, that's not like, you know, hey, if you have time, that's not, hey, if things go well, that's not, you know, if, if everything lines up right, then you are called. No, 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 here's what it is. That is a command from God. That is a statement that comes directly from God. You are called to live in peace. How do we live in peace? You can only live in peace when you recognize that peace comes from Christ. So in other words, it goes right back to what we were talking about a moment ago. Christ is all that matters. Center your lives on the truth of God's word. Center your lives on the the faith that we have in Christ. Center your lives on the fact that our only hope is from Christ and what he did when he died and when he rose again and that God gave to us again as we heard this morning that he did not come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. He's not willing that any should perish, and he came to seek and to save that which is lost. And when we recognize that, when we celebrate that, when we rejoice in that, when we live in that, here's what that verse says. That verse says, and that peace will rule in our hearts, and you're called to live in peace. But let's look at what happens next. In that verse, in verse 15, put it back up on the screens, if you will, the last few statements. And always be thankful. Always be thankful. So again, when you look at this passage, when you look at this verse, when you look at these statements that we see here, here's what we have gotten today. Number one, set your sights on the things that are higher. Put to death the things of this world. Recognize that that, that we are, are, are... understanding the hope that comes from Christ. Live on that truth and walk in that truth. Be different than the world. Recognize that peace comes from Him and we're called to live in peace. And in that statement, and always be thankful. In other words, thankfulness is not possible apart from Christ. So this week, when you begin this journey, as you begin to celebrate Thanksgiving with your families, which I hope that you do, Don't let the news media tell you not to celebrate Thanksgiving. Celebrate Thanksgiving. And as you walk through this season where you're giving thanks to God for all that he's done for you, when you're giving thanks for your family and your friends and all the blessings that he's poured out, the one that is more than important than all is be thankful for Christ. Be thankful for what Christ has done. Be thankful that when the world says... There's nothing left. Jesus is still our peace. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you, God, that we can stand today in the midst of a world that is uh, crazy, the world that's gone nuts, and we can stand here today, and we can still be thankful in all the division and all the pain and all the sickness and all the evil. We can be thankful because Christ is our peace. And Lord, I pray right now that's where we will live and that's who we will be. And God, for that, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. With our heads bowed and with our eyes closed, our team is coming here. They're going to be standing around the front. And if you're gathered here in this place today and you've never come to the moment where you have understood that Christ is the one that came to save you, you've never believed that he died and that he rose again, that he is God's son, I just encourage you right now, wherever you are, in this room or watching, listening, To just simply from your heart to God's heart say, God, I know I'm a sinner. God, I know I need a Savior. God, I've blown it. I've messed up. God, I need you. I've tried it on my own. It doesn't work. I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died and that he rose again for me. 
And so, Father, today, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Save me today through your son, Jesus. And help me to live for you for the rest of my life as you give me the power to do it. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, in a moment the service is going to be concluded, and when it is, I'm going to ask you to come down and just talk with one of these team members that are gathered here at this altar. Maybe you're a Christian, and maybe you've just gotten away from God. You've kind of gotten things out of whack, out of commitment, out of priority, out of focus, and you just need to come and maybe kneel here. Pray alone or pray with one of them. It'd be great. Just to say, God, I'm walking in this week. I want to make sure things right. I want to get it right. And so, God, help me to put you first. Maybe you want to come for baptism or come to join our church. Listen, the altar is open. You can come and talk. You can come and pray. You can come and be encouraged. If you need a copy of God's Word and you don't own one, man, we got them for free. We'd love to give you one of those just to help you begin to experience the truth of God's Word. Because in Him, not in this world, In Him, we find peace. So, Father, today as we leave this place, encourage us and strengthen us and guide us. Lead us, Father, today to live in peace, to live in joy, to live in contentment, and to live in thankfulness because of who you are. And God, for that, we'll give you the praise. We love you, Lord. Thank you for dying and rising again for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you leave today, don't forget you can give at either door. As you walk out, leave from the sides. You also can pick up those those tags. You can help us to bless families in our church. But this altar's open, and if you need to come down, I encourage you to do so right now. God bless you, and have a great day. We will praise you in the center. And I want to thank you for joining with us together today as we see what it is that God has done for us all. And today, if you've made a decision for Christ, or if you would like to talk further about what it is that God has done for you in the giving of His Son, Jesus, I would encourage you to email me at the address that is on the screen, pastor at trbc.org. We would love to connect with you to help you begin a brand new journey with Christ. If you would like to help contribute to our ministry as we take this message of the gospel around the world, go to the link on the screen today and help us help others with an amazing message of God's love.